The good word, everybody. This is your man's the one, as always, joined by my big buddy, Big Storm. And this is the state of basketball. And we are brought to you by Karma Coin, Elite Performance, Revved Up Tattoos, Bomb Burgers, Turp House Clear, and Rogue Energy. Bro, 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 bro. What's going on, man? Before we get into all the other craziness that's been <laughs> in, that's been basketball. What's been going on with you, big man? Oh, doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, still uh, getting ready for my son and this uh, next chapter in his life, uh, hopefully with Ball State. Seeing how that goes. My daughter was in a theater camp. Uh, so on Saturday, we were able to see that performance. It was great. It was kind of like a playoff of uh, – uh, Oh, what is it called? The movie with uh, the wizards and whatnot. Uh, help me out. Harry, Harry Potter. There you go. So they had a <laughs> bunch of councils and no, it was it was really cool. It showed the artistic. It was mobile. So we were outside and went from, you know, different stage areas to stage areas outside. So that was kind of cool. Uh, something new. But uh other than that, definitely uh, an exciting weekend. Got to celebrate a birthday of a close friend. Did that as well. So uh, it was it was a pretty good week for me. Other than work, outside work. Well, it's awesome. Everybody <laughs> loves work. Everybody <laughs> loves work. No man, this this is kind of kind of low key over here, man, because it has such a couple busy weeks. Uh, but it kind of sucked a little bit for the fact that. Um, I was supposed to do the Indiana Tornadoes um, football game, semi-pro football game here last night. would have been their final home game of the season. We had a pretty packed show um, lined up for everybody with halftime games and things like that. But the other team kind of – I don't know if they forfeited or just the, their their team folded or whatever, so we didn't, we didn't um, end up doing that. But um, hindsight, they do have – they do host – uh, playoff games here in a couple weeks so uh we'll be back on on tap for that uh what's crazy uh that's that for that oh i got my tat this week yes yes you got that uh let's see what nice. else happened check out the facebook posts it looks nice that it looked better once the pill the pilling uh part has started now so <laughs> hey but make sure you guys um, anybody who's looking for a new a new tattoo artist, very clean, very uh um well-established, um, awesome atmosphere inside the tattoo parlor or shop. I don't know what to call them now, I'll just say the tattoo shop, I guess. But uh, my man Todd is real good. He good. I mean, I've posted a lot of his pieces, but um, you know, with them being partners with us, man, we're gonna make sure you send you that way. You know, when you go over there, make sure you tell them that uh the one and BW Sports sent you. 
You know what I mean? And he'll get you hooked yeah. up, man. This is dope, man. I'm definitely dope. thinking about it. I'm thinking about doing something with my kids. I'm just not quite sure yet. Um, I know I want one, but I know my tattoos before were kind of impulsive. Um, and this one I want to put a little more thought into. So eventually I, I, I will get another tattoo. I mean, it's 20 years, man. It's been 20, yeah. 20 plus years since I had my last one. Yeah. <laughs> and Same it felt good you. to the yeah. end, to the end. I was doing, <laughs> Especially I was doing if great. it's on your arm. I feel like on the arm, it's nothing. Like, that, I feel yeah. like that face and chest and back, those are the ones you got to, like, bear down a little bit. Well, it's nothing until yeah. a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing fine, man. All the dots and the, with the texture that he put in the basketball, all that stuff was good. It was the shading and the white blend into the microphone. Oh, man. But, you know, me had, you know, keep it together. But I'm pretty sure there's still fingerprint marks on the other side of the chair. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that was cool. I think what was the last thing we got? Oh, my big bro. You know, Mark, he turned 48 yesterday. Congratulations. So I slid in on him a little bit. And then today, since you mentioned uh, Jeremy getting ready to go to uh, Ball State here in the next couple weeks, um, I'm having Jay and his girlfriend and one of his friends over for dinner this evening because in the morning he heads out to Iowa to start his uh, graduate school. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I know. I have a – you have a what? Go ahead. I have a graduate student. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell me nothing. <laughs> right. And the rest I got better smart recognize. kids. Yeah, and the rest of the got, kids better recognize. <laughs> yeah, I got smart kids. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, since we caught up on a little of that stuff, uh, I know they came to see us talk basketball. Uh, let's jump into uh, elite performance real quick, and then we'll dive into some quick basketball. Maybe. There we go. Welcome back, everybody. And that was Zach, our good buddy over at Elite Performance. You know, you try to get your body in that good shape. Make sure you hit him up, 765-499-1005. And the EP uh, Powerlifting Part 2 competition will be held September 11th. More details coming soon. Uh, you want to sign up, show us how strong you really are. Uh, hop on the website and we'll get you taken care of. All right, bro, uh, real quick, a little something before we dive into the NBA Finals, which was super exciting. Um, now, you know, we've talked a couple times about this NIL thing going on with the um, uh, payment of of, of um, college. Yeah, whatever, however they break it down, but payment of college, yeah. Um, 
at what point in time does it become a problem with paying how low you gonna go? I mean, so now you got high school players that still got two years left in high school signing endorsement deals. I mean, last time I checked, high schools weren't making a billion dollars off students. It's it's definitely gonna be a balancing act. Uh, it's been one way forever. Let's start there. It's been that they were um the access to financial was very limited. It was, you got a scholarship, which was valued a lot. And then you had a little bit, little stipend, you know, throughout there. And now if you're able to make money, it's, it's going to, the pendulum or whatever is going to swing the other way, but we got to find a balance. Um, I feel like they do need to get paid because there's violinists, there's artists, there's uh, writers, every other facet of human nature and all the things that we do, you're able to get paid for while you're in college, but not basketball, not baseball, not football. Like we, we have to balance it out. Like it's a profession just like any other profession. And if you can get paid doing it when you're in college for one, I don't understand why you can't do it for another. Yes. We'll have to find that sweet spot, but, I'm okay with it, to be honest, because it's been so long where they weren't able to make money off their likeness and et cetera. That's fine, but this is about a high school player. Right. Well, that's the part that comes with it. I mean, that <laughs> I mean, comes with it. How early I mean, can how does it how does it how does it come with it when you can't even accompany and in, in the world of business, you can't even sign contracts with minors it has to be done with their parents so who right. is who so who's the one benefiting in a high school student because a high school student don't need need i mean in college in college you're you're an adult so to speak when you turn 18 you're an adult you know you could decipher however you put your money whatever whatever you can sign contracts because you are accepting that you as a parent you know what i mean why i mean you're accept, you're signing a deal in order for your high school student, I think college is fine, fine. But high school, really? Yeah. The purpose. So the purpose of it was because these schools were making so much money off these students. That's not the case in high school. So why are you doing this? Well, we're not quite sure how much high schools are making off of it because you're talking about people coming in, uh, buying seats. It's things of that nature. I think back how many people are making a big fuss about child actors, child actresses, uh, teenage phenomenons, music. I mean, it, basketball is not exclusive to this. There, basketball is not the only one that has young talent. There's plenty of other avenues out here to have young talent and they get paid for it. And I don't see anyone kicking up hay like you're kicking up right now. I mean, I'm not kicking up. Hey, I mean, I don't have a problem with it with actors and models and um, uh, things of music that things of that nature. That's fine because there's always been there's always been that. But when you come into hype, but you're not representing an entity, you're representing yourself. You as a child act, you're representing yourself. But as you as a high school player of any sport, of any sport you're representing in high school. And I'm sorry, no high school is making a billion dollars off no student because even the private schools aren't making that kind of money. 
Look at the facilities that they're putting him in. You know, I mean, look at the lack of uh, of educational supplies that all of these schools have. So if they're making a billion dollars, somebody's looking real good right now and nobody's paying attention to it. I don't think it's a billion dollars. I definitely feel like it's in the thousands. Like, I feel like you can't tell me the high school LeBron went to didn't make any money off of him. You can't tell me high schools that KD or whoever you want to talk about football as well. When you have a high profile player that you know for sure, like it, it, it's not everyone, but there's there's the ones where you know you can't say that that school didn't make money off of it. What they choose to spend it on, they could have chose to spend it on other uh, sports within the, you know, that's usually how it goes, right? Basketball, football pays for everything else. I mean, that's usually how it goes anyway. So I feel like the money they did make, it was not in the billions, but they still used it. They still made money off that player, and that player really didn't get much financially. Yes, the, bi- the billion, the billion was an exaggerated term. That's a, a, just a number being thrown out. And I don't think that they're capitalizing off of these students in high school, because when these kids come, when they when these high prof- these LeBron Jameses or these Diops or this uh, Imani up here in Ypsilanti, when they go play other high schools, they're not up in those ticket sales. It's still eight dollars a ticket. You know, what I mean. Where they're getting overhyped at in high school is AAU. When the AAU tournament is $20 for a weekend, but then when these certain kids come to play in these tournaments, now the tournament is $40 to $60 for the event. That's where they're making their money at. They're not hyping, uh, hiking up high school basketball games. You know what I mean? When we went to go watch Jordan play, uh, Jordan's kids play, Eric Gordon, North Central, still $8 tickets. Yeah, but there were also the shoe contracts. There were also the uh, boosters. So there's many forms of making money where it doesn't necessarily come off ticket sales. All right. Uh, Let's see what else we got going on here. Um, Hell, let's jump right into the damn finals. The finals. We got a... Winner in the Milwaukee Bucks that have not been on top since like forever ago. I don't think I was like born before. Yeah, before both of us were born. <laughs> I mean, I think what was it seventy one? Yeah, with with Cap and Oscar. Yeah, yeah I, I still had a couple years warming up. <laughs> yeah, I was still a twinkle in Greg's eye. Man, but what an exciting uh, game that was! I know because we did. <clears throat> We did uh, last week's episode was uh, game four. Yeah. And so we come. No, it was game five. Hell, I don't remember. It was one game because the next game it was over. So um, then we come to this one. You know, we we. I know some people picked Phoenix because it was at home and it was such a great uh, I mean, uh, pick Phoenix because of the conspiracy that the league needs to have certain series go to seven games to get more, whatever, because LeBron's not playing. So they want to maximize whatever, you know what I mean? I just felt that Giannis and Milwaukee, they had somewhere in between the plane ride from Phoenix in game two to build back at Milwaukee in game three, something and somebody clicked that infused everybody else. And I think it had to do with Giannis. 
And I mean, I know we haven't talked about it, but I wanted to talk to you about it. I kind of agree with some things that were said earlier in the week um, that we spoke. We focus more on the things that Giannis can't do instead of the things that Giannis does great. You know what I mean? And we focused on free throws and jump shot shootings. I don't give a damn who you are. If you score 50 points and you don't shoot any jump shots, hey, man, you got me. I'm on your side. <laughs> 50 points with no J's? Yeah. Definitely. And and I felt like we touched on a lot of things. I also like to say we touched on the fact that when he started passing the ball more and utilizing that and kind of picking his spots, like that was a sign of him maturing as a player because I felt like I always said that as soon as he started passing more and more effectively is really when they turned the tide and then he kind of sat back and it was time for him. He did it when it was time for holiday. He did it. It was, it was more efficient. It was more uh, what you, the things you need to do to win. I feel like he just, he learned a lot. And that for me is more is what clicked as far as him is him more uh, affecting the game in other ways other than just trying to score? Like you can you can affect the game in other ways other than score. So, do you think that was uh, more Giannis uh, developing as a player or uh, better coaching? Uh, it could be without being there. It could be a cross between both. <laughs> Who knows? what it was to make him feel like, you know what, let me lean on my players a little more. Who knows who's that person to talk to him? Who knows uh, what it was that made it click? But once he did it, and it was evident, like I, I called it out. Like I was like, wow, he's like making plays without shooting the basket. And that is, if you can make plays without shooting, I feel like you have the potential to be a special player. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of a little mix of both. I think is I think is one is coaching because you have to be um able to notice these situations. I mean, I say coaching because not just the fact that he passed the ball, just the fact that where they were putting him on the floor, positions they were putting him on the floor to make him more successful, taking the ball out of his hands, bringing him bringing the ball up the floor. That was huge. You know what I mean? When you just got him dribbling the ball up the floor, everybody just stands there and waits for him to do what he has to do. You take the ball out of his hands and let things orchestrate, and then they get the ball in positions where it's very difficult. Like if you got Giannis the ball anywhere in the in the uh, rectangle, that's a, a a play for disaster. You know what I mean? I'd rather him have the ball at the high elbow, maybe free throw low and extended, 12 feet, whatever. I don't want you shooting jump shots. I don't even want you trying. You know what I mean? Because if you got your, if you face up right there, your first step is pushing up to go baseline or middle. Everybody knows that you're going to spin and they can't stop it. They still, you still spin and lay up and dunk from standing flat foot from the third block. I mean, you demand, you, you know what I'm saying? You help the defense out when you, granted, much different than Ben Simmons, you accept that jump shot and you shoot it when it's there. You have a lot more confidence when you shoot it. That's all great. That's great for the regular season, but trying to win championships, you go do what you you go do what you do best, and that's dominate inside the paint. And they couldn't stop him. DeAndre Ayton went back to Barbados. <laughs> I was really disappointed in him. Like I feel like this was opportunity, and 
he let the moment and Booker let the moment get to him. It was just a shame that it took the NBA Finals game three, four, five, six <laughs> to uh, or yeah, no, yeah, three, four, five, yeah, six for you to realize the gravity of the situation you're in. I would have loved to see them rise to the challenge but unfortunately just like uh milwaukee though man they went through their growing pains so um they definitely learned from this and hopefully they'll come back stronger because i feel like that was really why they lost is because aiden and booker kind of succumbed to the pressure a little bit still being great players though i still yeah, still them. being great players but yeah it was i think it was the youth you know, what I mean, just like uh, Mac and yeah, just like Mac and her her AAU team down in Georgia for Nike Nationals this past week. You know, what I mean, the youth caught up. Yeah, you are playing on the top level. Yeah, you guys are a really good team, but at some point in time, you know, I me mean, eight sophomores playing against seventeen year olds is going to have a factor. Now they're going to learn from it. You know, what I mean, it's going to be the exact same team next year. They're going to be much better each one of them would be much better same thing with phoenix each one of those players are going to get better they're going to go in the offseason they're going to work um but i think the youth is what came to me and devin booker he wanted that moment he wanted it so bad he wanted it where he didn't trust everybody else on his team because you get to that point when people on your team are not doing what they're supposed to be doing <laughs> that's when people start doing hero ball <laughs> yeah we didn't draw this up. What are you talking about? This, <laughs> yeah, this like not in the playbook. Where was this know, on the chalkboard? <laughs> you know, what I mean, and I think, and I think this series had a lot to do with um, the experience of Milwaukee being older, being number one seed twice, being put out early in the playoffs. I think all that, all that, that manifested itself. Now Phoenix is going to go through the same thing. But coaching has to be evaluated there, too. You know, that was one of the good things that Monty Williams did throughout the Western Conference playoffs is make adjustments. He didn't make any adjustments game three, four, five, and six. Didn't make any adjustments. Milwaukee won four straight games with throwing the ball in Giannis in the paint, let Middleton and Holiday play around on the outside. You know I what I mean? Like he, were, I feel mm -hmm. like it was a lot more than that. I feel like it was uh, – when we talk about age in the NBA, we talk about Holiday, how much older he is, how much he locked down. It was pretty much whoever made two shots in a row, Holiday, you guarding him the next go round. Like, and he was old enough and mature enough and able to be like, I got you, coach. It was Giannis being able to share the ball more. It was Middleton coming into his own. I'll tell you, I was not a big Middleton fan as far as him being the closer that he turned out to be. I, I just did. He didn't do it until this point. So Not to it me. Was no, it was no reason <laughs> for you to be like, he was going to be that guy until he did it. So he did it. So now I give it to him. But yeah. Cause I, I question not, that contract. Yeah. I did <laughs> not see him being the closer <laughs> that he turned out being. So a lot of things, like I said, fell into play. The fact that you played these young cats, the fact that they went the whole series with someone significant being hurt not just a role player you had a superstar player each round hurt i mean the, the stars just aligned and the fact that they've been battle tested the fact that the
players that they did uh, sign Milwaukee with uh, Holiday being their first year. At least they're older and they know they're not learning the game. They're learning and the, the Tucker. team. <laughs> yeah, and Tucker like learn. They don't have to learn the game. They know the game. It's just learning the team versus these young guys who are out here still trying to learn how to be a championship team. Yes, sir. Um, so staying with the NBA type of, so we obviously talked about Milwaukee being a small market team. Does that open up the avenue for more small market teams, uh, more players deciding to stay with teams and believing in their teams? Or is this just a, a, a one-year trend? I feel like it depends. And this is something I have to look up. I haven't looked it up and it just dawned on me. I want to know if Milwaukee went over the uh, luxury tax. That will be a big key to my answer. Because if they went over the luxury tax, then they've done what every other NBA team that's won the championship have done. And if you're not willing to go over the luxury tax, I don't know how much you're into winning uh, NBA championship. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I have um, to know. I have to know if they win over the luxury. All right, that makes sense. Um, what is your overall take for um, the the past the past game the past season? You know, what I mean, was it? I mean, with the goods, the bads. Was it a good season? Quality season? Things that you were concerned about? You know, just or was it just another NBA season? Oh, it definitely was not another NBA season. COVID definitely had its stamp on it just for the simple fact that we did, what, 72, 76? Uh, 72. 72. 72. Yeah, so to knock 10 games off, uh, just the simple fact of when the season started, when the last season ended, a lot of variables that doesn't usually happen. So I feel like I did play in effect. I feel like it was still good. We adapted. We were able to overcome the situations that came about and was able to have a, a full season. So I'm, I'm definitely glad and thankful that they were able to come back and come back safely as well. I don't remember a lot of uh, NBA players being tested positive. There were some, but there were protocols. But I don't feel it like it was a huge issue uh, as it could have been. So the fact not like that the NFL, anybody, right? We haven't lost anybody, anything like that. We were able to get the season through. Uh, they were fans in some places, not in others, which you tend to expect because everywhere is not the same. So you just want to do what's safe for wherever you are at, at whatever particular time. So um, I feel like the NBA did well. I, I, I do like Adam Silver. I like the things that the NBA are doing. They were able to get the season off, even with the bubble the year before. They were able to complete the season. So I feel like other than the injuries, which played, and I get it, there's always been injuries, but I feel like this year is a little more prevalent. I don't know if you put it on how the season was not as uh, status quo as other seasons, how much that played a part in it or not, because every one of these teams didn't play all the way through. It was just really Miami and the Lakers. Everybody else had a lot of time to recoup before the season started. So um, that's where I'm at. I like and, and, and both of those teams had significant injuries all year. Both of those teams dealt with. The following year. 
Yeah, the following you had huge injuries. Um, hey man, I was cool with it. You know, what I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot of issues with the season. We got to, I mean, we got to see, you know, NBA basketball. We got to see a lot of a lot of great up and coming young talent. You know, what I mean, um, I hate to say it like this, you know, you know, next man up. You know, when guys go down, there's other people who are ready to, you know. You know, show what they can do. And we had a lot of that this year. We had a lot of people um, who show up that, you know, we weren't used to seeing or we haven't seen before. And I just felt that it was a uh, uh, I just felt that it was um, a pretty good season. You know, we got to see a lot of good, a, a good, good basketball, a lot of changing the basketball. Um, yeah. I definitely felt like this was a transition year with the death of Kobe. And I know he had been retired, but that LeBron, Kawhi, Booker, like it, it, a lot of great storylines. A lot of great storylines. Yeah. yeah. So it was a great year of basketball. I mean, so, um, you know, for the offseason and next year, you know, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, some pretty, some pretty um, significant changes so to speak, towards rules. Um, the one rule that I know that everybody's been talking about within basketball circles is the um, uh, that 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 f- jumping into the, the offensive player jumping into the defensive player defensive player to create a, a foul call. So I'm loving that being being addressed. I would like to see just how the penalty. It. Yeah, I'd just like to see what the penalty is going to be. Are you going to call offensive foul on that? I mean, are you going to call a play on? I mean, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like the flopping. You know, you still have it, but it's not nearly the magnitude that we had it, you know, a couple years ago. So um, I'm anxious to see how that goes. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to go out on a limb, bro, for my next year's projection. I'm, I'm going to say Anthony Davis wins the MVP. Um, I feel like as much as that is possible is the same amount that it is. And I, 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 prom- I, I don't wish ill on no one, but he'll be hurt too. And when will that be effective? Because I feel like if Embiid didn't go out, would he have been the MVP? Uh, which part of the season? I mean, I mean, we didn't go out in the middle of the season. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's why I said. He, that, you mean when he went out? Yeah. So I'm I mean, saying, had saying. he never because he was. If people don't remember, he was leading the MVP vote at that point in time. And then he got hurt. Which, yeah, I think it. I think it was one week. It was him. One week it was Joker. I think they kept flipping back and forth. Whoever was winning the most games that week. I just. I don't know. I hey, hey. I was for. I was all about Embiid last season because, like Shaq, I was excited to finally see what we thought that we was going to see when you was coming out of Kansas. <laughs> I liked it. You know what I mean? Um, Offseason, I want to know what's going on with all these trades. Who's leaving? 
Who's leaving? Does Ben is Ben out of uh, Philly? Is is reported? I saw it earlier. Is reported that um, uh, Bradley Bill might be asking for a trade before yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, before the draft. You know what I mean? Does does is there a signing a signing trade with Schroeder with Westbrook? You know what I mean? Does Chris Paul who? No, no. Hey, he's doing that to be funny. He's doing this to be funny. I wouldn't even this right here. I'm yeah, just saying this know, right that's here. That's why I was like, oh, God. Like, I, <laughs> he's I can't do he's that. doing that to be funny. Like, I, 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 yeah. No, he's, he's trying to be provocative. He's trying to be provocative, dang. <laughs> he said, What does that even mean? <laughs> he said, Oh man. Um, hey man. I, I, Chris said he's going to play. I mean, he's got $44 million left to play somewhere. I think he resigns with Phoenix. I think that's where he ends his career. I don't, I don't think he has enough. I don't think he gets another opportunity. I feel that he blew his load in the Western conference finals. I mean, that was it. He had nothing left. He did his part. Hey, I got you here. Now it's your turn to take over and do your thing. Cause like in the, in the finals, he like, he didn't even try to do anything that he did in the Western Conference, in, in the Western Conference playoff. It, it was a whole lot of give the ball to Devin Booker and let Devin do his thing. I saw Chris Paul in the corner a whole lot. I don't know if he was hurt. I don't know if that was the transition, if that was the plan all along. But I don't know. I just think he blew his wad, his load in uh, in the Western Conference Finals, and he was done for the play for the, uh, the NBA Finals. Uh, like he was probably his hand was hurting a little bit, but I don't have much to say about Chris Paul that I haven't already said. I feel like mm-hmm. karma is something special, and um, because of some of the things he may have done in his playing, like while playing, like outside the court, he could be the greatest dad, greatest everything in the world, but inside that court, inside them lines. Uh, there's some karma you got built up that uh, is probably coming back to get you. <laughs> that is great that you mentioned karma because our good president, KarmaCoin, KarmaCoin.com <laughs> or KarmaCoin.co, the charitable cryptocurrency that gives away supercars. <clears throat> and Dan bam. and Car- and, <laughs> yeah, bam, and Dan and <laughs> the bare knuckle fights on uh, Friday. Oh, man. Talk about knockouts, bro. Knockouts. Boys is getting knocked out with knuckles. Like the UFC and boxing, all them knockouts are absolutely amazing when a boy goes stiff. But when you see the, the forehead and everything not up from one punch to the bare <laughs> knuckles, hey man, it was crazy. And I thought Dale and then was gonna fight because they started fighting uh during the show. I guess some YouTuber was fighting somebody, I don't know, and then the fans jumped in the ring. And the security guards and everybody, the Tampa police, is kneeing the shit out of this, beating the shit out of this dude. And Dan and them are standing right there, recording it right there. And I'm like, that's some cool shit. <laughs> that's live action, folks. That's live what you action. Can, that's what you can expect. <laughs> um, all right. So quick break. We come back and we'll end off with some of this Olympic talk. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I got questions for you too, Dad. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some visual eye candy. 
rogueenergy.com. If you go to the website and you punch in that BW Sports One promo code, you will get, I think it's 10% off your next purchase. All right, so the Olympics, bro. Uh, we started group play uh, early this morning, or if it was in Tokyo, it was late last night. Uh, the United States men team um, was going against a NBA-loaded um, France team, uh, USA loss. Uh, this makes the third loss in the last four games. Yeah, so I got a lot of things. I just got notes. So I don't know <clears throat> if you want me to just say a note and then you hey. say something or you want me to go through the whole thing. Hey, uh, just do what you do, bro. Okay. I, you got the flow. I, well, I want to go back and forth with you. So I want to okay. preface this by this, right? I don't know if the uh, listeners, watchers, the fans know just because they lost this game does not mean they could not still win gold. So let's, True. let's, let's make sure everyone is aware of the rules and regulations and things of that nature. This is only, this that is only is group play. Yeah, <laughs> this is only group bad. play. Group play only sets the seating for the actual tournament of the gold medal game. If you're familiar with the AAU type of thing, you have your group play when you play a number of games that set you up for your seedings for the tournament. There you go. Okay. First thing I want to talk about is uh, I feel like one of the glaring issues for this game was the USA players not being accustomed to the refereeing for the U.S., I mean, for the Olympics, because I feel like Kevin Durant had five fouls. Uh, he only made four field goals. Draymond Green had four fouls, and you got it, five fouls, and you're out in the Olympic play. Uh, I feel like being adjusting to the refereeing was an issue. So I'll, I'll let you, if you want to speak on that, if not, but I'll give you that, you know. You I will I that? will I will say this. Um, a lot of those guys have played enough international ball to know that the the uh the refereeing is more basketball like. That's so, all I got. Um, so them knowing and them still getting those fouls. What do you have to say? Like, did they forget? I, I mean, I don't I just I just think they're I mean, I think you've you've especially Durant, you know, what I mean, for you to get five fouls and this is not your first Olympics. You know what I'm saying? You should have been used to have the adjustment. You should be able to make that adjustment. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know I mean, it's not like the coaches haven't been preaching, you know, it's not the NBA, but that's a point that I'm not going to try to get into until later on because I do have <laughs> for that one. But, I mean, I still go down to uh, you know, after the second foul, we even play that way. After the second foul, you know how they call in this game. So you just keep you thinking should. that. You should. You should. Yeah, you should. You should. So, uh, okay. The second thing I got is it was a prize to see uh, the players. Had we have won, it would have been on the backs of Holiday and Bam out of Bayou. Uh, I feel like they really carried the team. Um, and I was a little disappointed in Damian Lillard. I was disappointed in KD. 
I was disappointed in um, Tatum because these were the guys that should be the ones leading this team. And Holiday, I get it. He's still in shape. He just came off a game. He's still ready. The defense was there. But he, I almost feel like he should have been in the game when they had uh, Lillard in at the end. I almost feel like he was holiday because he'd have went through, he'd have went through him the pass that he <laughs> fell on holiday threw him the pass. <laughs> hey, um, I 100% agree with you. Um, I put this all on, um, those superstars KD, you can't go, uh, four for, uh, whatever it was. Um, Dame, you can't go one for eight from the three-point line. Jason Tatum, you can't go two for, what was it, two for 12 from the field. That can't happen. You know what I'm saying? You got, I mean, if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. But the stars, you got to play. You know what I mean? The problem that I saw a lot was a lot of deferring of shots. Hell, man, with KD, when you you pass up a shot, even playing with James Harden and, and Kyrie, you know what I'm saying? Jason Tatum, when do you pass up shots? You know, like I think it was a sequence at the end of the game where Dame had a wide open three. Any other time you shoot that three, even if it's from the international line or it's from 36 feet away, you shoot that three. When do you make the second pass in the corner? And they stole it. You know I mean? Because I haven't been shooting. Y'all passing up shots. When do these guys pass up shots? Right. <laughs> They assembled this group of talent for y'all to score buckets. That's why y'all got all these scores. If they wanted to play France basketball, they would have played JaVel McGee at the end of the game when Rudy Bovera was sitting in the middle of the paint. You know what I mean? Do something. You put you were supposed to put Draymond Green at the five, KD at the five, to pull Rudy Gobert out. Well, you got to make shots, bro. You got to make shots. And I 100% agree with you with Holiday. Holiday looked like he was still playing, you know, in the finals. Devin Booker looked like he was still losing in the finals. I don't even know what happened to Middleton. Middleton looked like he was still on the plane shining up the the trophy. It's like he asked not to play. Like, don't even put me in. Yeah, don't even put me back in. You know what I'm saying? But Holiday came out made plays, defensive plays. I mean, he accepted the international game quite nicely. And the other thing, how is the fact that you son of a bitches can shoot 47% from the three-point line from 27 feet away, but the international line is 24 feet away, and y'all are broke? That is a regular pull-up jump shot for you, Kevin, Dame, Jason. Y'all hit these fadeaways but can't hit a set shot? Are you kidding me? And then backside, way to go, France. Yeah, that was my that was next. See, you tie right into it. So the next thing I got is, oh my gosh, why does why does Fournay, 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 whatever, Fournier. play like that in the NBA? Like you're playing against semi top talent and the best, in my opinion, in the NBA, being Kevin Durant. You played against him and some all stars, and you play better than you do in a regular season. On a regular team, like I don't get it. I hey, don't hey. get it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cosign kind of. For you, I'm gonna put it this way: Fournier does what you don't like. 
You know what I mean? He does the same thing that Zach Levine does in Chicago. He did the same thing that Kevin Love did in Minnesota. That's what he does down in Orlando. He puts up points. Fournier scores points. You didn't hear about him this year because he was hurt for most of the year. But Fournier puts up points in the league. But I, I don't know. <laughs> he, was he, wasn't just, putting up, he wasn't putting up 28. Uh, <laughs> that being said, let me finish. Gobert for France. They look good. Batum, they look like they have played together longer than a few months prior to the start of this. That's what they really look like. Yep. Which brings up my question. Um, is it time for the U.S. to, to uh, visit again the question of having a set national team? Now, they as and I say that because the Olympic team is different. The World Cup team is different. The uh, Pan-American team is different. The uh, whatever the hell, the FIBA national championships is different. It's, it's a different team every time. The only thing that stays the same is the coaching, the coaching staff, which changed this time because, you know, do yeah, retire, but still the same. But the coach now is still his assistant. So, you know, I mean, um, but if you look at it, you know, France, this France team, those guys have been playing together. This is their third Olympics together for their core. You know what I'm saying? You know, these these international teams, these national teams have been playing together for, you know, five, six, seven, eight, maybe more. Look at Spain. You know what I mean? Go um the Paul, I mean the Gasol brothers and uh Spain. what's the little point guard? The little, the little dirty dude. Uh um no Rubio, Rubio, Ricky yeah. Rubio. You know what I'm saying? They've been on that team since Rubio was in high school. You know what I'm saying? So these guys have been playing together, and you want to bring 12 I mean, NBA players. I still believe that 12 NBA players should beat any team assembled, you know, regardless. But if you got five quality NBA players on a team that's been playing together for seven, eight, nine years, and you got guys who've come together for two and a half weeks, I mean, at one point, what time is that going to be a factor in your losses? So what I feel, uh, my take on this is it's kind of unfortunate when you already are the best because you kind of have that, uh, I can bring whatever I want. These other countries, their culture is different. The culture is different. They have their leagues and they play and they stay together because they know they have that GOAT, which is the USA, that kind of is this always a symbol to bring them together for a common goal. Plus, they have their own leagues, different backgrounds. We here in the USA, we started this stuff, and we're going to finish this stuff. And, yeah, we're going to be out here. But when we have situations, and that's one of the things I want to talk about, is why don't we bring our best? Kyrie, Steph, LeBron, AD, Harden. And I even throw in just Townsend. And he ain't even like just because everyone else, as far as a big, is not from here. The best big that I could think of that is born here has potential anyway is is Cat Williams, right? Or Townsend, right? That'd be it. Can you think of another like that a because true, I, th a true I think center. all of them, yeah, I think all of them are, uh, unless you go to, you know, um, a different persuasion. We're kind of looking at one area, 
but I think there are maybe some, but I think most of the the bigs are are foreign born or just raised here. Yeah, because so, they were also taught like their big is a different big. Yes, they got that post game, but they got that jump shot, they got that three pointer, they got that euro, they got that playmaking. And that's unfortunate that it was kind of lost here in the U.S. Like, where did our bigs go? Like, what kind of talent did our bigs have that they're not transitioning to the league? Well, what's happening is, is we're not teaching the bigs anymore. We're not. You know what I mean? I, I, I'll say it. You know, I'll, I've spent a whole lot of time in the AAU scene, uh, mostly on the girls' side, but I do watch mm-hmm. the boys. They don't they don't. You know, uh, you know, um, um, enlighten the big position like they used to. Like, if you're not a big that can't shoot, you're almost you're almost useless to them, except for um, situational basketball. And it sucks. And I see it, especially in the young kids. It discourages them. You know what I mean? You like, if you got a post, you feed that post. That's where we were growing up to. And then even the good teams That's where now. where you start the offense. That's just where the yeah. offense starts. Even the good teams now, they're like, and B's, he can shoot the J. You know what I mean? But he's better when he focuses on the paint. And you know dominate. What I mean? And dominate. Yeah, you know what I mean? You focus. And that's how you. That's how a big survives in this day and age game. You have to dominate the rest of the field where they can't put a little guy on you. That's why Joker's so good. You know what I mean? Because he punishes you for putting little people on him. He makes you work. So you have to, you know, put a big on the floor with him. Like, you know, with Embiid the same way. But if you go play, um, you know, who's who's the old, you know, if you go play a, a Townsend, you know what I'm saying? He don't bang in the paint. He'll rather shoot jump shots. That's why Minnesota's not winning. <laughs> other than he's got no heart but that's beside the point <laughs> and and i feel like uh the joker makes plays he does more than dominate he affects the game in a multi-faceted way he makes plays and it's not always with shooting the shot yeah i mean they want to pay they want to put the big man uh the big player now as just a a ball reversal you know we're gonna stick you to the top of the key we'll throw it here you throw it there like you don't even like Teaching a kid to to turn and face now is like pulling teeth because what they want to do is because all of their coaches, you know, when you pass it to them, you turn and you give it up. Like when the big, like McKenzie can dribble. She can dribble. I know. I put her through the cone drills. We've seen her do it. But when she gets in the game, when she grabs a rebound and they swarm and she steps through and takes two dribbles to clear herself, give up the ball, give it to a guard, blah, 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 blah. That's all you hear. Well, and then that's all I think they're allowed to do. So it takes away all the stuff that they work on, you know, and I think it affects the bigs more. I mean, and the and the main reason is because a big needs the guard to give them the ball. So if you play on a team full of shot happy guards, that big is never going to get the ball. Yeah. You're never going to get the ball. Yeah. And that's what I always say. Like a big is dependent most of the time on someone giving them the ball. And you don't know how frustrating, how uh, it can be uh, to be a person that is dependent on another person for you to get opportunities to get shots off or even make plays because it doesn't always have to be about the shot. 
And that's the thing. It doesn't always have to be about the shot. But what do they preach when they're talking about basketball? What do you hear on the commentators? What do you hear all the coaches say? You got to get the ball to the middle. You got to get the ball to the middle because it collapses the defense. Well, if you got a dominant post, why don't you give them the damn ball? Well, we don't know. Well, because you don't give them the ball. How is they going to prove themselves if you don't give them the ball? Here's an example. Steph, Steph, Steph Curry shoots threes, so I'm going to shoot threes. <laughs> right. That's one, too. That's one, too. You know what I mean? But I'm going to give you an example. I don't care if any of the parents are watching me or not. I can care less. But here's the thing. You got two post players on this team. One just under 6'2", one just under 6'1". Both of them can score very easily, both hands inside of the paint, drop step, jump hooks, whatever. Both of them can score. One game against the number two team in the country for AU Nike basketball, how many passes were to the post? The whole game, four. How many passes to the post to guards where they pulled the big out and put a guard down there in post? 21. I counted. I counted. Wow. <laughs> and do you want to know why she don't want goddamn rebound? She don't touch the ball. Who wants to go down there and bust her ass all the time? Hey, I want to shoot sometime. <laughs> been there. I've been there. It's, it's, and, and the crazy part about me, I've been there and I wanted the ball more to make plays than necessarily to shoot. Now, don't get me wrong. A part of making plays is also shooting, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, but it was more of just being a part of the action. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, but that's my oh, rant. Oh, got that. Uncle Mark out here, man. <laughs> it was up, Uncle Mark. But I also want to say, what up, Uncle Mark? But I also want to say, that is kind of the evolution of the game and the globalization of the game. You know, we, the goal of David Stern and Michael Jordan, when they set out to do all this international stuff was to grow the game globally. And you have succeeded. These teams are really good. Spain's really good. Number two rated team in the country. France is very good. Number three rated team in the country. You know, Argentina, you know, you got the, the uh, Eastern European countries with, you know, Luca and, you know, Kristoff and them, what is it? I don't think they're Russia this year. I think they're the Russian Olympic Committee, I think is what they're called, the ROC. You know what I mean? I only think they're, they're the Soviet Union. I don't know what to call the them rock, anymore. The rocks, <laughs> The rocks, man. <laughs> so, I mean, you got all these guys, I mean, that we help grow this game. I mean, at some point in time, just like the wife was jumping my ass earlier, some point in time, these guys are going to get better. You know what I mean? And the fact that the NBA has turned into the WWE of basketball, because you don't play real basketball. You play basketball, and I accept it. That's fine. You're still the great, regardless if you don't have, regardless if you got the best talent in the world, that's fine and dandy that you do have the best talent in the world, but you're not playing basketball. And it play and it shows when you go into international play. You know what I mean? All this stuff is just not working. You manipulate the game so the fans are excited to watch a whole bunch of scoring. You know what I mean? To me, a 75-76 game is a really good game because there was a lot of great defense. But they only want to see 144 to 134. And you do that by not when you putting the shackles on the defense. And, I mean, I think that's what the NBA does. It is entertainment. 
they have to find a way to pay these $250 million contracts. So you have to entertain. In international basketball, you ain't got to do that. Okay. Um, I feel like when I talked earlier about it being a culture thing uh, and us holding back, what I a part of that is we don't have our best players. They have their best players every rep. If they're healthy, they're playing. They repping their country. Once again, Kyrie, Steph, LeBron, AD, Harden, and just through Cat Towns, just do him. Like, he ain't even really the best, but, well, maybe he is as far as bigs, but I feel like our players are not taking it seriously. Our players are not going back and playing like Luca is. Luca don't even got to talk about it. I'm there. I'm there. Where because they be, they believe that their, like, right. Where is that every year? They do it every year. Why do because they not believe do in their country? <laughs> they they it's something. It's an honor for them to play for their country. And for us, it used to be that. It used to be the honor of playing for your country. Right now, the honor is your brand. The honor is your pocketbook. Well. If I play in the Olympics, uh, that might jeopardize uh, my NBA career. I can't make this movie. (laughs) That that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But Luca, there was no question. I'm playing for my country. This is the NBA is second to me. What you talking about? That's how I was raised. This is how that's it. That's it. (laughs) And we're not like that here. That there is no no. Now I'm not going to get into all the the. The other stuff that comes into that, you know, with all the protests and unhappiness with your country or with not. But when you're representing your country, you are playing for that. Like you're saying that we like when you when you play for your your college, your favorite college team or your NBA team, or your NFL team. When you play for that team, you're representing that team like you are not better than us. No one is better than us. You know, I mean, you don't have that pride when we go to the Olympics. It's like, well, I ain't got nothing else to do. I guess I'll play. And then you'll give me that. uh, Well, you know, this is one of the greatest honors, but you're not playing like it. You know what I mean? Give You only have to play. What is it? Eight games. Give me hard eight games. You go hard for 82. Get well. Okay. 42. Give me eight games. I feel like some of that, but here's the thing. If the great, like, if our truly greatest players played throughout the whole thing, we wouldn't have this this section of time where they got to figure each other out playing together. That would already be set years ago. That's another good thing about Luca and all these other foreign players playing for their, their country throughout the whole thing. That's another great thing. It's the fact that they came up playing together. Yeah, they may have played against each other, maybe with each other, AAU, USA, but nothing like nothing like what they do. So I feel like that's a part of it as well. They need the great players need to feel proud about their country, and I'm going to play every rep, and it's always going to be the greatest players, and they're going to be used to it. It's not going to be something that they got to take a week or two to figure out. They could just hit the ground running and really show them that uh, the USA is where it's at. But I feel like we just don't feel the certain pride or whatever it is. Like we can just take days, take 
Olympic salt. Almost. I mean, you like, could do that. I mean, we could do that 20 years. I mean, we could do that 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Because regardless, the NBA talent was better than everybody. But now these Euro leagues, these um, some of these guys, you know, play in the NBA. You know what I mean? Granted, their country leagues aren't as quality and they do stay home and play in their country leagues, but their leagues are not their national teams. Their national teams, like you said, that's why I asked, is it time for us to have a set team? Like this is the team. Like the U.S. women team, they pretty much have a set team. They, you know, slide in a couple people in and out here to say, but you can't have a pretty much set team when you got two people on this plan for their, their fifth Olympics. You know what I'm saying? So I feel that maybe it's time to have a set league or a set national team where every time the national team plays, you see at least these seven guys. You know what I mean? Like when we see Spain, we know we're going to see Mark. We know we're going to see Powell. We're going to go see um, Ricky Rubio. When we see France, you know you're going to see Batoon, Fournier, um, um, Rudy Gobert. When you go to Argentina, Nicolai, I mean, uh, Scola, Luis Scola is still playing for the Argentina national yeah. team. That's love, for that's love for country. <laughs> you know, so I got to feel it. You give me, you give me 12 guys that want to play for this team and represent their country no matter what. Then those are the 12 guys that I, I can I can roll with. And to speak on what uh Uncle Mark's saying, they got centers on the team. Greg Popovich just don't want to play them. Jamel JaVale McGee is set up perfectly for international play the way he plays uh, around the rim, like um uh Rudy Gobert does. You know, why are they not utilizing the fact that you can knock these balls off of the rim. If it hits the real once, you can go knock it off. Rudy Gobert did it for a whole Olympics. Bam, my oh, body. He's, was, done he's done it for the whole time he's played for the French team. <laughs> the whole time. You know what I mean? These little insolence that you need, you can only figure out once you're playing together for a long time. You know what I mean? Like you, you could just do it. And then what is that? No Kyrie, no Steph, no Clay, no LeBron, no AD, no Hardy, no Townsend. Okay. <laughs> Kyrie's hurt, so he wouldn't have played. Clay's hurt, he wouldn't have played. LeBron's filming a movie, and his brand is his billion dollar brand is bigger than USA basketball team. AD was hurt, Harding was hurt. Townsend sucks. <laughs> I, I he'd have been someone, but he's have been a big. He'd have been a yeah. big. He's, I mean, I feel shit. Like, I mean, for, can you for think that, of another U.S. Hey, center? listen. Can you listen, think of another U.S. center? For that, I'd have went and got your boy from Phoenix. Uh, uh, Frank the Tank, or Frank the Tank, or or got you know I mean one of the Zeller brothers, the Lopez brothers. You could get nothing. Neither one. You could get Robin Lopez. I mean Brooke Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) You want clean cut or you want Jerry Garcia? (laughs) Give me something. Give me something. You know what I mean? Hey, well I would say Turner, but Turner was hurt and he was an alternate, so he was. In the oh, group, still, he was in the mad. pool. He's still mad he didn't get defensive uh all teams he, so he can get paid. You played you <laughs> yeah, I'd be mad too, but you played enough games. <laughs> but uh I feel like Kyrie could have I feel like all these players are healthy now. I feel like Kyrie is healthy now. He wasn't healthy during the season, but the season was over for Brooklyn. I feel like he's healthy now. I feel like Steph is definitely fucking healthy. I'm sorry. Definitely yes. healthy now. Clay, I feel like I don't know exactly where he's at. LeBron, I feel like he could have played. Uh, AD, 
who knows? He might have got hurt again. Harden, I feel like, could play. Townsend can – like, I feel like that goes back to our best players, not – you feel like if Luca had a little nagging injury, he wasn't going to play. Like, Dallas could have been like, no, nah, you ain't – he's like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I think he got that in his contract. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's, that's exactly how it's worded. Uh, playing for the your team for the Olympics, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I go, man. These guys' brands are bigger than, you know, playing for, for the Olympic team. You know what I mean? LeBron just hit a billion dollars. The first athlete playing to hit a billion dollars, currently playing to hit a billion dollars. Man, what do I need to go to the Olympics for? I'm going to go over and watch everybody talk about this garbage-ass movie I just made and make another $100 million. <laughs> And it looks like it sounds now, like I'm for it, but it. I'm not. I seen it. I have the opportunity. I have hey, opportunity please. to see it, but I'm I'm holding off. But what I hear is that it's not for adults. It's a chat. It's a movie for children. So the children are like it, but the adults don't. And the adults are the but only ones really talking about. It. The, well, here's the thing: the first one was for kids too. <laughs> but was it really that good? I mean, think no. back. You might need to watch no. it again. Watch it. Was it really okay? But wasn't no. nobody taking shots at Jordan? <laughs> no. Hey, and I will say this. We might have to do a show because I will tell the people we're not going to go every week during the offseason. We'll probably go every other week. But uh, we will do a conversation about LeBron being like, why is he so hated? Like, like I'm not a huge fan, but I don't hate the dude. Like, these dudes, it's like, Death to LeBron if you don't like Mike. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's a lot that goes into this, and I know we try to keep this a sports-related show, but I feel like there's a lot of things outside of sports that goes into why people don't like LeBron because some people don't like to see certain people be successful. I, I can see that. I can see that. There's a lot um, in that. Kylie needs mental health day. Uh, I know what he's trying to say. Kyrie. He said Kyrie, he said Kyrie needed a mental health day. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I know he just dropped a new shoe, a new version of the Kyrie, the all be free, be peace. The world be peace, uh, Kyrie. I guess it's the perfect time for you to unveil that shoe. Yeah, he needed a <laughs> mental uh, wealth day. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I think the only person on this list, from what Dan put on here, I think the only person on this list that was maybe the two that I can really say that was you me. Know what I mean, that wasn't Dan. That was me. Oh, the the no Kyrie one. Yeah, that was all okay. that was. I was typing okay. back and forth with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I would say um, I think Kyrie could have played because his he would have came back if they'd have played the next if they'd have won through he'd have came back. Um, Steph obviously could have played, but you know, I mean, he had a couple golf tournaments and all this stuff lined up. Clay, no, I think the, the summer show, the only got a summer golf show on ABC. Yeah, holy moly, holy yeah, moly, he got to film that. And then, that's um, what I'm saying. Luca ain't filming nothing. <laughs> hey, if he filming, it's his workout session. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know what ah. I mean, but uh. You know, and it's like these guys win gold medals and then it's like, well, I'm done. You know, I mean, whatever, whatever. And these other guys over here is like, 
I want to win. I want to play for my country. It's, it's this. You know what I'm saying? My country's better. Than, it's kind of how it looks. But anyway, um, LeBron, I think LeBron could have played. I think Clay. I, I wouldn't have – if nobody he was healthy – Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. If he was healthy, I still would have questioned it because of how you were healthy and then you were hurt immediately, you know, in a workout. Yeah, I would have probably held off for him. AD, you're injury prone, so I probably need you to stay off the Olympic team. I need you healthy for – the healthy as possible for the Lakers. So, uh, Harding, I think he could have played. I think he could have played. You know what I mean? But you traveling around the world with the little baby and getting pulled over with the little baby. So I feel that you could have played. If he was over in, in Vegas, if he was in Vegas working out with the rest of the team, you probably wouldn't have got arrested with little baby in uh, Harlem. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> you never went through those problems. Even though you were innocent, let's put it out there. He never was arrested or nothing he was just with someone who was <laughs> death by association <laughs> you know what i mean he always seems to get caught up with these little people right. but he never does nothing wrong he just always there like damn what the hell hard doing there <laughs> yeah. hey just hey stop hanging out with people named lil <laughs> all right man that's all i got <laughs> what you got that's all i got man that's all i got all right, man. Uh, as always, man, we love hanging out with you guys, talking sports and all that good stuff, especially basketball. Um, this is the off season, so we're probably going to go every other week or every two weeks, depending on what the storylines is. If something happens, you know, we're probably kicking some stuff, some series or something going on. Go ahead. But we are doing next week, right? Oh, yeah, we're doing draft, next week. Yeah, the draft is Thursday. We oh, can't yeah. Let them yeah. About that, yeah, can't forget about the draft. Draft is Thursday, so yeah, we'll go over that. You know, we'll probably throw some stuff out there, maybe do a show uh, about the the best uh, under 25 players or under 25 year, under 25, the best players under 25 in the league, you know, something some like that. So, uh, we still gotta talk about the big man's evolution in the game, yeah, I, yeah, we do. Now, I need more bigs because I can't get nobody other than us. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need basketball players to talk about this. I don't want people who watch basketball to tell me about it. I want bas I want new school big man. I want old school big man. I want a new school guard, an old school guard. Somebody, damn it. But maybe we'll get it. But anyway, if you are looking to do something with us, I don't know what. I'm tired. I'm I don't know. Info.bwsports1.com. We got you. If you're looking for the hap happenings, bwsports1.com. Big Storm, the one, state of basketball. We out, son. Threes from the corner. Hit the button. Never leave a white dude open in the corner. <laughs>